Yesterday we went to the neighborhood and passed out some flyers and invited some people from the community and, you know, talked to them about Jesus and spread some love. We had some balloons for the little kids. I made a big mistake that I'm going to tell you about in just a second. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome to just uh, approach families and tell them about our service, but also tell them about Jesus. And uh, we had like 25 balloons, and it took us 25 minutes to untangle all the balloons, strings, and stuff, and then we, went, we headed out, but it was awesome. So I was, we, were, we went to the laundromat, my team. Well, not just the laundromat, but we passed on our way to the park to the laundromat, and I saw these two kids, and they looked like they wanted the balloons, right? And I was like, yeah, got them, right? I'm going to give them these balloons right now. And so I'm giving them the balloons, and uh, um, I forgot that you should check with mom first, okay? And uh, mom walks up, and she's like, uh, what's going on? And I'm just like, oh, uh, we're from a church, and <laughs> here's the flyer, and we love, you know, families, and Jesus loves you, and we're just inviting. She's like, oh, okay, cool, everything's good, all right. So just uh, ahead, you know, when we do that, you know, ask mom first, Amen. All right, but we did have a good time, and we did talk to a few people. Uh, we pretty much, we, have, we don't have that many flyers left, but we pretty much ran out. So God is good, and I feel uh, this new love <clears throat> for the city uh, that we're in, that God has us in. And uh, I, I know that God's going to respond in some way, because he always does. Amen? So um, today we're going to continue our series um, called Elementary, that... Um, it's, it's a play on words, but you'll see why when we read uh, the verses here. So let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. <clears throat> We're going to read verse 1, 2, and 3 there. So Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. And let me hear an amen if you have it, please. If not, um, you'll see it on the screens. Amen? Okay, let's read it. It says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ. I'm reading NLT. Again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely, we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of uh, repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Amen? Last week we talked, uh, I kind of gave an overview of all these areas, and today we're going to talk about uh, the first area, and then we're going to skip one because it is uh, Resurrection Sunday next week, and we're going to talk about resurrection. And it just so happens that in one of these uh, fundamental areas, it talks about the resurrection of uh, the dead. And so today we're going to look at the first section here where it says to repent from evil deeds, at least in this version, and to have faith toward God. Other versions will say to repent from dead works and move, toward, and move in faith toward God. Amen? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about repentance and faith. Can you say that? Repentance and faith. Amen? That was all over the place, but we'll, we'll get it right now. We'll get it. 
So the, the, the point here is that the writer is saying to the Hebrews, particularly that's important that we understand that he's talking to a group of people that have been dealing with religion for a very, very long time. Okay, since Abraham, since way back in the day, they've been having this religion. And so they're used to these religious activities that bring some sort of uh, feeling of peace to them, that, that they can get good with God by these principles and these traditions. But unfortunately, by the time Christ comes onto the scene, their religion is so much so that, as you know, they've added so many more laws to the you know, laws that they had before. Amen. They have like a million laws now to take care of. And it's like, what more do I need to do so God can accept me? And so they keep doing stuff and doing stuff. Are you with me? Are you with me? All right. So repentance and faith. It's no longer necessary. I don't know if someone can bring me some water, please. It is no longer necessary for us to do these works. Amen. Yesterday, we went out, and it was awesome. And we talked to a bunch of people, and we did the work for the Lord. Amen? It wasn't because we need to look good, and maybe the balloons look pretty, but it was for God. Because he's forgiven us so much, and he loves us so much. Amen? And so, as, as you go around and you see the people... And you see how hurt they are. And you see how, how much pain they have. And you see, you know, there's people that are out there and they're, unfortunately, they're, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And unfortunately, they're like addicted to stuff. Have you ever seen those people? Or is it just, it's just me? Amen? Do you guys ever feel the compassion for them? The compassion of the Holy Spirit? And sometimes you think you want to, like, shake someone and, like, come on, you, you know, you can do this, right? But, but sometimes it's a choice of the person also that they have to make to let go of that life. Me and my mom, for example, um, we had been evangelizing around here for, for quite some time. And we had talked to a gentleman that he admitted, like, plainly, because they know he, he, that he was addicted to, he, he, to alcohol. He was an alcoholic. When we first met him, he looked kind of, you know, not affected. He looked kind of normal. But now it's been three years, and, and he looks very bad, and I feel bad for him. I, want, I have compassion for him, but he has a choice. And so what God wants for us is he doesn't want us to do stuff just so we can, you know, feel good with him. He wants us to feel good with him and then go and do stuff because he does want to use us. Amen. He does want to use you and I. He wants to use your mouth. He wants to use your hands, your feet. He wants to use everything about you so that you can bless others and bring them into the kingdom by way of God, of course, by way of Jesus, because he's the life. He's the way and he's the truth. Amen. So the writer here is talking about repentance of dead works those works that lead to death because those works don't bring joy to us and so we need to move in faith toward God all the works of salvation have been done by Jesus amen 
So we don't need to do works for salvation because Jesus did all of those works. The works that we do, which we'll get into, are because we've been saved by the works of Jesus Christ. His works of righteousness made us righteous. Amen? His works of righteousness made us righteous. Most of you know this stuff, but I just need to go over it before we get uh, right into here. Dead works are no good. They're no good for us. I don't know if you've ever lived a life where you're doing stuff, you're doing religious activity, and it just doesn't feel like like anything because you're just going through the motions and you're you're you know you're you're in activity and you're you're doing all of these things, but you're not feeling like it's you're feeling like it's pointless sometimes. And the reason for that is because you get into a human routine and you get into this mentality of if I perform more, I'll get more. And the reason for that is because we live in a world that functions that way. We live in a world that functions like if you work overtime, you get paid more, right? And we think if we work overtime for the Lord, he's going to bless me more. He's going to love me more. And that's not how God works. He's given you everything already. On the cross, when he, was, he went, when he was risen and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, he has given you everything, authority over everything, power over everything. He's blessed you. And now we work from being blessed, not to be blessed. You are blessed. Amen? You believe that? And now we, we can't do these works that try to get us accepted with God because we're just going to run into a wall. We're going to run into this wall and... And when life hits us, we're not going to know what to do because we've been doing this activity that we think is good. But it's not in the spirit. It's in the flesh. Dead works, they sometimes may look good in the eyes of men. Like, wow, that person is, they do a lot, right? They, they're doing so good. But inside is what matters. What's happening inside, what, what the heart is doing is what matters. Because God doesn't look at your outer appearance or that you lifted your hands up in church and that you worship. He looks at your heart. Amen? He looks at your heart. He looks at your inside and says, that's my child. And they're worshiping me. They're serving me from their heart. Because they know that they are loved. Not because they're trying to. You remember when the prodigal son went to the father, his father? And the prodigal son said, if I become like one of the servants, if I become like one of the servants, I, at least I'll have bread to eat. And the father didn't even let him finish. And the father said, no, you don't have to be like one of the servants. You're my child. You're my son. And he, he cleansed him. He put a, put a ring on him. You know the story. But he gave him an upgrade. He didn't make him start from the bottom. Amen? Amen. So he went from a servant mentality to being in a party with his father. Hello? God is good. He loves you. Sometimes we don't know how much he loves us. When we do dead works, it's like we carry this weight we shouldn't. We have to ask ourselves, is what I'm doing a dead work? Or am I doing this in faith toward God? Amen? Israel in their works. 
They were so good at this. You know, you know, when Jesus came around, they were selling sacrifices in the temple. This is how bad it had gotten. They were selling stuff in the temple so that you can do a work of sacrifice so that you can be forgiven. They were making a business out of, out of the heart of God. That's how, that, that's where works gets you. That's where the mentality of, I have to work, work, and work for the approval of God, that's where it gets you. But you've been called for way more than that. You've been called to do amazing things in God. You've been called to walk in faith and not by sight. You've been called to walk in trust with Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what you've been called in. That you would ask God and that you would believe what you're asking for. Imagine that. That you, you would actually be praying, that you'd actually be talking to God, and you would believe that he's actually listening to you. That's faith. That's trust. And God wants to have that type of relationship with you. Amen? So I want to get into uh, a topic in this dead works area in Ephesians chapter 2. If you can go with me. Verse 8. Are you there? This is like, you should know this by heart, maybe. Maybe not, I don't know. But is, I love these verses. It says, verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Let me tell you this real quick, if you can look up. Salvation is not a reward. It's a gift. Now, God gives us rewards and other things, but salvation in particular is not a reward. It is a gift. Amen? Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us could boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Wow. Let me read that one again. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. By grace, you have been saved. Because in the moment of salvation... The Bible says that we were enemies of God. So in that moment, we didn't deserve it. But with his grace, he gave us salvation. It's not a reward. It's a good thing. I mean, it's a gift. And then he says that it's not because of the things that you have done so that you wouldn't have to boast about it. Amen. See, the reason we can't say, man, I'm so more saved than you are. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I'm, I'm so saved. Like, I'm, like, ultimate saved. And other people are, like, kind of saved, but I'm, like, super duper saved. Okay? The reason we can't talk like that is because we didn't do it. We didn't have anything to do with it. All we did was believe in what Jesus did, and it gave us the gift of salvation. Amen? Amen? So we can't boast about our salvation. I'm not more saved than you are. And, and you're definitely not more saved than I am. It's a, it's a joke. 
But we can't, we can't sit here and compare and, and, and put up some graphs and let's see who in the church is more saved today than others. And can you imagine that? But there's churches that speak like that. You know that there's children of God out there. The way that God sees them, those are my children. They just don't know it yet. I'm not saying they're saved. I'm saying they're children of God, but they just don't know it yet. So it's nothing that we did, nothing that we did saved us except believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But this is the whole point about that, because most of you know this stuff. But this is where I'm at right here. This is the whole point. See, he created us anew. He said in verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do. Say do. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, you've been created to do good things. Okay, so we read in Hebrews that we need to repent from dead works and evil deeds, all the stuff that's religious, all the stuff that's negative and bad. It's a sin. We need to repent from those things and turn away. That's what it repent means. Change our mind and have faith toward God and do the work that he has called us to do because he's created us. He's made us new and he's created us to do new good things. Amen. So that's what you and I have been called for. The reason God has made you new is so that you can do new good things. That's why he has created you. If it was as simple as I've been created anew to be saved, then we would already be with him in heaven. But he created us anew so that we can do good things here on earth. And he wants to use you. He wants to use you to do great things. And those great things, those amazing things, those good things that Ephesians talks about, it says that they were planned for us long ago. They have been ordained. The good things, every good thing that you have done, God knew about it beforehand because he placed you in that place where you could do a good thing. Amen? That's beautiful because as you go through life, if you're not aware, which you should be, you should be aware of every opportunity that you can do good for your father and that you can do good to others. Because in every opportunity that you walk into, whether it's your job, whether it's ministry, whether it's family, every opportunity is an opportunity to do a good thing for the Lord. Amen. Every opportunity, he says, those good things were planned long ago so that you may walk in them. Just walk. And as you walk as a child of God, being aware that you're new, being aware that you're not doing dead works anymore, that you're doing it because you have faith toward God. As you walk, everything you're doing, every opportunity is an opportunity to do something good for your father. And that's awesome because when you live like that, you live with purpose. You're not just living to just live. You're living with purpose. You're living with significance. You're living for the moment. You're living, if I'm at work and there's a moment that God can use me in, and that's the moment that God ordained for me long ago so that I can be used in that moment. This moment right now where God is using me was ordained long time ago. And he said, walk in the way that you should walk. Have faith toward God, and I will put you in those moments. 
The problem is that sometimes, especially in church culture, we are looking for the moments. God didn't ask us to look for the moments to do good things. Have faith toward him and he'll put you in those moments. Because when we look for the moment, we start to perform and we start to wonder when God is going to use us. And we miss the moment probably that he could have used you in. And it's not about being seen or being, being applauded. It's just about serving God. It's about doing what he's called us to do. Not about positions and titles and, and all of that stuff. Just, just move with God and look. He will point you in the moment that you need to do something good in. Because you don't do miracles. You are one. If you didn't know that, you are one. The miracles follow you around. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. Seek the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. Didn't say seek, you know, this and that and the other. It says seek the kingdom and his righteousness. You were created. You are his masterpiece to do masterpieces. You are his workmanship. He created you for amazing things that I need to get to quickly. God has not called you to fix everything. He's called you to do good things in those moments he's called you to it. Sometimes I, I get in that mode where I, I feel like I need to fix everyone and I need to fix everything. I can't. And sometimes you may feel that way, that in your own life, you're trying to fix everything and rearrange everything. You're not going to be able to. You're going to lose control. You're going to lose your mind, actually. You have to just release and have faith in God that he's taking you to a good place, that he's taking you to every moment. And in those moments, be aware of him and do good things. Let's talk about some of these. Let's go to Romans 12. These are just a few. There's so much more in the word, but for now, let's just go to Romans 12, verse 3. Check this out. This is awesome. Are you there? Amen? Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Amen? Let me read it again. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Wow. Have you, ever, have you guys ever watched American Idol? Yes? In the beginning of that show... There was a lot of people that thought they could sing, like a lot. Now I think it's just like production and it's fake. Well, it's not even on anymore, but whatever. But I thought in the beginning of that show, I thought, did these people really think they could, like all of these people think they can sing? Like they didn't really evaluate themselves very well. Or if they, if they sang for someone, probably a parent, Mom and daddy were like, you sing nice, honey. 
You should, oh my God, you should totally go on American Idol. Right? Or like when I'm singing up front and like someone is singing up here that sings really good. And I'm singing, right? And I'm loud. And then the music goes down and I hear myself. I'm like, wow, I thought it was sounding really good. But that distracted me right now. It sounded like a, like a dying moose or something. Well, this verse here says not to think of ourselves better than we are, right? Now, how can we do that as believers sometimes? Sometimes when we focus on works and we focus on performance and we do good things in those performances, but our mindset is not about serving others or doing good for others. Our mindset is about works and looking good to be accepted and being applauded. Then we start to think, that we're better than others. I, I sing way better than anyone, right? And the worship team, dude, I'm the best. I preach like I should be on television, to be honest. I don't know why that person's on TV right now that I'm watching, but I, I personally think I should be on there, right? So we start to look at things as performance. And what God is saying is don't think that you're better than, than what you really are. Just be okay in the place that you are right now. Be satisfied where you are in life in this moment right now. Because maybe you're not preaching to 10,000 people in a crowd. Maybe you're preaching to 30, 35 people in a crowd. But be satisfied that I'm using you in the measure of faith that I have given you. Amen? God is good because he knows us deeply, better than we know ourselves, right? We, we tend to hide all of that stuff, and we're, we don't keep it real with ourselves, right? We're like, no, no, I'm good, man, like, and my church is the best, by the way, right? The church down the street, it's like, ugh, I don't know. My church is the best, but we're in the same business, or at least we should be, so let's not think better than, than where we are. God has called us for a moment right now. You're in a moment in life right now that God has called you for, and he's given you the faith for it. Don't try to be more or less. Okay? Don't put yourself down, and don't put yourself up. Just be where you are and have faith that God will use you in that moment. Amen? Same chapter of Romans, verse 6. This is what he can use you for. So he gives you the faith to be used, and then he gives you the grace. I love this. Verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Here you go. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher... Teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously to Mario. I'm just kidding. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Now, the Bible says to hate what is wrong. I didn't say that, okay? 
love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. Amen. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Wow. So good. So here it lists, uh, it, it lists a few of the gifts that God has given us. The first one is prophesy with all your faith. If God has given you an unction to, to speak his word and prophesy, do it with all your faith. Right? Uh, if he's given you a word of knowledge gift to speak into someone's life, do it. Do it where God has called you. If he's given you the measure of faith in the moment, you don't put yourself higher, you don't put yourself lower, you're just in that moment of the measure of faith, then he gives you grace and he gives you with these gifts. Prophesy if that's what God has called you for. Amen? And serve well if you love serving. There's people that just love to serve. They don't care what they do. I just want to serve. Now, I personally don't understand that. Some people are like that. I just want to serve in whatever. I'm, you know, I was telling someone that back in the day, I tried to be an usher for one day. Like one day I, I was there ushering and I was like, OK, no, I'm sorry. I, this is not for me. It just wasn't for me personally. Well, another time someone heard me singing. Oh, yeah, I could sing. It's all right. Someone heard me singing and they were like, hey, why don't you join the choir? And I'm like, really? Yeah, come to practice, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I went to practice. They gave me a microphone. And I was like, okay. And we started to sing. And I started to kind of sing, like, kind of like sing. And I was like, this isn't for me. But the first time that they asked me to preach, to give a class, it wasn't even preaching. I took it like, I'm going to preach. It was like, can you just give a class? And I'm just like, yes, I'll preach. <laughs> and I sat down in my living room on the, well, I was kind of like laying down on the floor and praying and asking God to speak to me. And he began to speak to me about the Bible verses that I was reading. And I started to jot down notes and I saw that I had a gift for this after I spoke, of course, because then you got to prepare and then you got to speak well too. Okay. Well, you don't believe me. Thank you. It says, if you serve well, I mean, serve well if you love serving. Teacher, teach well. Amen? If you've been called to be a teacher, teach well. Don't stop. Encourager, I encourage you to keep encouraging. You like to encourage? Keep encouraging. Maybe you've stopped. Maybe life has overwhelmed you. I don't know what's happened, but... You need to keep encouraging. Amen? Giver. Keep giving. Like I said to me especially. I'm just kidding. But give generously. Amen? Leader. Be responsible and serious. Every leader should write this down right now. I'm not looking. Write it down. Leader. Be responsible and serious with your leadership. Man, and I love the last one. Because I think the last one, I think we can all use a little bit of the last one. Be kind and do it with gladness. Can you believe there's some people that have been gifted to just be kind? It's like, what does that person do? Oh, they're kind. Huh? 
Shouldn't we all be kind? Yes. But this person is gifted in kindness. And if you are, do it gladly. And if you're working on it, keep working on it. It's okay. I'm working on it. Especially on the freeway. Praise the Lord. Don't carry dead works anymore. You haven't been made for them. Do you see the full picture of what you've been created to do now? To be right there where God has called you in the center, not up or down, he, in the measure of faith that he has called you. And then he's graced you with these gifts. Maybe your gift is not on that list. There's a lot of gifts that God gives. Amen. Maybe you're creative. Maybe, I don't know, there's so much. Do it well and do it for the Lord. Amen. And so when you carry these dead works, they take away from what you need to do for God. They take away from, like, the purpose and the significance that you can have in that moment in your life. And pray. Pray, pray to God that he gives you strategy, that he gives you vision, that he gives you wisdom to perform. Yes, I said perform the works that God has called you to do. Because he has called you to do works. Good works. Amen? I have a feeling, though, that some of us have been carrying dead works and have been feeling heavy. And we think we need to do a bunch of stuff. And we've lost a little of that control that, or that, that sense of, you know, that sense of calmness that God wants us to have in him. And we've lost ourselves in trying to fix and, and move and, and tackle and do everything in our brain and in our own personal human strategy. And we've not let the Lord kind of guide us in that middle ground of faith and grace that he's gifted us with. So God doesn't want you carrying that load around because the yoke is easy and light, the Bible says, not heavy. It's not burdensome. It's easy and it's light. That's what Jesus said. So carry it that way. Don't let yourself be burdened by the stuff that God has already taken care of on the cross. God is good. One more uh, passage in 1 Peter, and I'll end with this. Yes, this is, time is true. 1 Peter chapter 4. By the way, it's, it's tough to be excellent in a thousand things. Okay, don't spread yourself thin. Find the things that God has called you to do and do them well. Don't do 10,000 things and try to do all of those things good. It's probably not going to work out. Okay, 1 Peter 4.10. Just a couple other gifts here. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? These are just examples. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others or ministering to others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. We are most blessed when we're doing what God has called us to do. To do the works that he's called us to do. And at the end of the day, the reason we do it, all, like Peter said, all glory to Jesus Christ. 
To him belongs all the glory and all the honor. I, I, don't, I serve Jesus Christ. Last year, God changed my mind on a lot of things. And he made me realize the importance of serving Jesus. And, and looking at Jesus and saying, man, this is all for you, Lord. You're beautiful. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes, God, that you call me to do. I want to serve you well, Lord. And I want you to use me. You've ever in prayer said, Lord, use me. Lord, let me be your vessel. I think God is reminding us of that today. Even if you are already serving, you're already being used. But God wants to remind you the reasons why you do it. And to do it not burdensomely. To do it well and in excellence. Amen. All right, let's pray, brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.